Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 401, I believe. Yes, episode 401. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Mari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And the weather got a little bit nicer over the last couple of days. Yeah, it's really nice out. It got really nice, and then it got a little cold, and it's like leveling off until, I don't know, May, June, who knows. Oh, man, man. We are live tonight, week of... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay, all right, uh, all right, okay. Theo X75 in our chat room at twitch.tv slash anime jam session goes, I can't wait till anime jam session hits 404 and we find no podcast. Okay, I already... You're just no- going to have three blank screens there on the on the, uh, on the podcast. Maybe. But I do have an idea for an episode title, so I think we're golden with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We are live tonight, week of April 9th, 2019, here on Twitch TV. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find us here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, or you can also find us at alive.vognetwork.com. Uh, you go there, there's a pop-up view where you can join us. And don't forget, we're also on Discord. You can find us at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Um, when you go there, there's all channels for the live shows. Us, the Bobby Blackwood Show, Orange Lounge Radio. Come through, hang out. We'll have a grand old time, you know? That's how we do. Uh, let's see. Will this switch over? Will this switch over? Okay. Oh. It went, I went too far back. Let me go back one. Thank you, thank you. All right, that's all set. So, anywho, how is everybody tonight? Uh, I'm sleepy. But you're always sleepy. Yep. Uh, you really are like a cat. Ow. Christ. Okay. <laughs> all right, so... um. We're going to go around the room. How was your week? How was your day? Ari? Uh, well, I'm just, you know, struggling to get by. You know how that goes. Yeah, I work, know how that feel. Work stuff, mostly. And uh, I know the angle looks a little different because uh, remember when I got my new camera and I told you that I came with this, like, really jank-ass tripod that was, like, really cheap and flimsy and feels like it was made by one of those metal like it's like one of those metal you know bathroom stands you might get at walmart yeah what about them that's what i got my my uh my my webcam propped up on you know what it's kind of funny you actually said that because i actually thought about um getting like a little tripod to sit like right over here you know Again, you have to understand with my webcam, it doesn't reverse the image. So what I'm talking about over here, I actually mean here. But whatever. So, but yeah. I so uh, like, if I it, get it would back be an to... angle like that where, where how you have it, but I'm just like, nah, I'm good. If I get back to streaming consistently on Twitch, I will eventually, you know, get like a 
green screen curtain behind me and like so I can just put my little profile my little profile up there I'm in the corner uh, mm -hmm. you know th this kind of profile not like you know what I mean so I can you know so like get something like that going in later on uh. and uh let's see what else I had a friend over for NXT takeover okay how on was Saturday that? uh that show is amazing Mauro mm. Nala makes it good fun to be a wrestling fan Oh, that's true. I like him. And I had to leave WrestleMania early because, well, I had to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. That And it's WrestleMania. I mean... Mm -hmm. I stayed long enough to see Kofi win and Rey Mysterio get squashed by the happiest man on the planet. <laughs> I can just watch the rest of it on the network anytime, so I'm not really all that worried about, kept, about uh, seeing it. I'm just worried about you know ducking all the spoilers. I hear you. I mean, I was trying to watch it, but I couldn't find a decent stream. I found one, and then the person got kicked off of Twitch, so I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll just wait for the dirt sheets. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's all things have been going for me. Okay, cool. Marco-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, good. I haven't done anything except, you know, spend money that I didn't need to. <laughs> You too. <clears throat> well, technically, I needed to. It's just money I didn't want to have to spend. Um, I played hooky yesterday from work, and uh, went to go get an oil change, and then was told, uh, "By the way, the reason why this is making noise is because your drive belt is basically shot." Ooh. So yeah, about two hundred dollars. I. <laughs> was not looking to spend, especially since, you know, going away for the weekend. Mm -hmm. So, yay. Trust me, I, 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 I know that feel all too well. All right, so here's my weekend day. And yes, I just fixed my volume. Uh, here's the thing. When I when I when we start the show off, I we all mute. Everyone has a push button. I have a volume control, so I don't remember to set it back at the volume where I'm not so soft. But you know it. I have to remember average plus extra, so you know. But um, my headset, you know, the microphone flips up and it's shut up. I should actually put a little mark on the mixers, like make sure you turn it here. You know. Because mm -hmm. the funny thing is, when I go back into the edits. It doesn't sound like I'm come, my voice is that soft. It seems like it's fine because I'm watching the trebles and the lines. And I'm just like, it's coming off as my softer to everybody else. But when I am actually doing listening, it's like volume is on par. So evidently Audition is doing something that uh, Streamlabs isn't. I don't know, but whatever. But yeah, I just don't like the sound of my voice on camera. I've, got, I've gotten used to that. I truly have to the mo for the most part. But uh, my weekend day has been me just trying to catch up with some of the with cosplay photography from ZenkaiCon. I'm hoping to get that all done by next week, hopefully. Um, let's see what else. I know I did some stuff. I did work around the house. Um, my laundry, as you can see, I finally washed all my stuff from Zenkai. So it's like I had... I finally found a free moment to do it, and then some. And I want to say, oh no, all of my stuff from Zenkai is still in my car. Oof! Wow. I just want to say thank you to, to, to the people that run the, the laundromat by my house because they close at 8.30. 
because of work. I don't get home to like seven seven fifteen, and I'm hustling to the laundromat by seven thirty. So, and then Did they say like last wash eight o'clock or something. Like yes, that? and most of the time I'm usually the third to last or second to last. This time I was the last one, so I'm like, thank you so much for that. Um, let's see what else? I lost my I lost my uh, laundry card for my building. Went to this uh, laundromat's place down the road yeah. for a little bit because I still had a card from there. And when I pulled all my stuff out of the dryer to stuff back in the laundry bag, guess what popped out? The laundry card. Yep, the first laundry card. But then again, that was overflowing with dirty clothes, and I was out of work clothes. So maybe it was my stupid ass for uh, not for waiting so long to fix. I, it. I hear you because I almost went out to buy two more pairs of pants because I was looking to wear cargo pants, and there's a specific style that Old Navy carries that I buy. I had mm-hmm. the, a different style. I can fit them somewhat, but they, it just feels tight on me after a while. So I'm like, I'm just going to retire them. And I'm like, I'm down to my last good pair of cargos. So I'm going to go buy two more pairs because Old Navy has a sale. And I totally forgot to, but on the plus side, after doing my laundry, I'm back up to a normal amount of cargos. So I should be good until their Black Friday sale, which is 50% off of everything in store, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see what else is going on. Um... Nothing really. Oh, I I, I did get, pick these up. Hold on. Now, I was just ch- checking Facebook, and it, it might have been on Facebook or it might have been Twitter, but there was a sale for uh, Kingdom Hearts three for thirty nine ninety nine at Walmart and Amazon thirty seven. If you caught the the, like one of the other sales at Walmart because there's another co- another seller selling it two dollars cheaper, and the deluxe edition was like fifty nine, but I got the regular one. But one thing I like about Target is that when their price drops happen, you can find usually good deals on specific games like this. I picked up Nino Kuni two. Um, this came out. I think this retail for like fifty nine or forty nine. But what's cool is, this is the day one edition that I picked up for $19.99. So I think that's a freaking steal. And far as I know, sometimes day one editions are nothing special. And it just says it because it came out on that day for the same price. But I think it's, you know, you get something good out of it. Like, um, like I have Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 for PS2. The first one is, I think, a great is a collect is the greatest hits one, and the second one is the regular one with the silver background that I got for nineteen from Target years ago. So, I think I got quite a good deal with that. So, um, other than that, work's been kind of kicking my ass, but I've been kicking ass back at it. So you know, it, it, it's good. I, I, you know, can't complain about that. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and get into uh, housekeeping news. Um. Yeah, as Mako-chan said, we are, go- me and her, we're going away to hang out with a friend in Baltimore this weekend, which means we will not be at Kokorakan this year. We will be back next year, and we will be, I will most, I will be at Castle Point, so I will be doing photography, I will have a decent review up, so we're going to have fun with that. Um, I, I will not be at Castle Point, because they have not announced anybody that I give a crap about. Well, I mean, I understand. Castle Point's a lot closer to me, so I don't mind spending a few bucks to go out there. All 
right, I'm going to go on ahead to the weekly shirt and plush. Um, for those of you who are new to the show, watching us uh, each week, uh, we will either wear a, a cool shirt or an awesome plush or figurine, something to kind of our personality, something like that. This week is one of my favorite shirts I got from my boy DL Peterkin. You know him as Blackstone V1 on Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch. Uh, this is one. This is the um, entitled one shirt that I, I ordered from him sometime back, and it's really awesome. And he is a big fan of AJ Styles, so it the entitled one is in the style of AJ Styles. And on the back, I don't know if you can see it. Is it on the camera? Be like no one, yeah. Thank you, thank you. That's what it says on the back. So it's pretty cool. So it's actually one of my favorite shirts. So I've actually worn it to a couple of my to a job I've been to before, and they thought it was really cool. So that's my weekly shirt. All right, Mako, what's up with the week? What's with the with the soccer figurine? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I, I just wanted to, you know, pimp out some of my figurines. And uh, leave some plushies for later. Cool. So starting with uh, Sakura here in one of my favorite outfits of hers. I freaking love the cat outfit. Um, and then you can see that Kiro is on her arm as per usual. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just uh, it's a series I really enjoy. And uh, as I said, it's one of my favorite outfits of hers. I really really want to cosplay this outfit i think you can make it work i think you should too it's just very much more money than i have right now (laughs) (laughs) it's understandable and rightfully so yeah just because of all the poof and what would have to be bought to put under the dress Mm -hmm. and then the amount of stuff to make the dress itself poofy um, yeah, a lot of material. Well, you have unbridled pettiness, so it w- you would have a plenty of floof for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kind of hoping for, you know, kind of like a Mimikyu thing where there's just something living under there that attacks you. <laughs> now, uh, may I? Yeah, go for it. It's, I have with me this, uh, this pen that is actually Sailor Mercury's, uh, you know, star power uh, transformation pen. It actually says Mercury star power makeup on it. Cool. I uh, I think, I don't remember where I got this from. I think someone had went to Japan and sent it to me late, earlier, late, later at some point. I know I've had it for a couple of years, but, uh, you know, it still writes really well. And, okay, you can just take take the top off and then remove the uh, little cylinder inside to replace the ink if it comes down to that but I just keep it on my desk in a drawer maybe if I need to write something down because it's the only pen I have available you know it's interesting at, at the t- for, like for this section I mean what's cool is I actually have the Venus pen but I've never used it to write with it it's actually it's still in a bag somewhere no it's actually still sealed in its packaging on the on the bulkhead on my on my bulkhead up here, you can't see it, but you know it's up there with my amiibos and other cool stuff. I just have it hanging up there, but I do well. I do have a set of 
the normal transformation pens as pens. So I'll probably mm-hmm. show that off next week. Gotcha. Okay, so let, let's let's get let's get down to business now. I have a bit of breaking news, but I'm not gonna play like the breaking news music because I didn't have I don't have that queued up in the new playlist. But this is something that we've kind of talked about on this show here from time to time, and this is something that you may have heard your adult convention friends talk about needing more variety and content. And events for 18 plus uh, convention goers at conventions. We all know that SakuraCon Saturday night their rave becomes 18 plus after like a certain time, and I think they actually do badge checks or something like that. I honestly don't know. But what Faname is doing is they're having a they're doing an 18 plus night event here, and I. And I just had, I, did I? Yeah, here we go. I, I knew I put, I posted it. All right, so, Fanime is what they're calling Silver Island. Basically, what they're saying is part of the 25th Silver Anniversary of the convention, which is pretty cool. They're announcing what's called Silver Island. It's a mature destination where you can enjoy all the exclusive 18 plus uh, programming. Now, it's, at a double tree nearby, and there are shuttle service shuttle buses going back and forth between the convention center and and, uh, and the double tree. And between eight p.m. and two a.m., there'll be increased uh, shuttles going back and forth. That's pretty cool. So basically, you're gonna have hentai panels, yaoi panels, late night adult gaming room, adult eighty plus. Let's make a deal. I'm assuming. Their K-pop party, which which is happening on Sunday, and then late, and which is kind of cool. Now you're probably thinking Sunday. Here's the thing about Faname. Faname is during Memorial Day weekend, so oh boy, yeah. The convention goes from uh, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it ends Monday. And I've been one year, so it's pretty it's pretty fun. I had a blast when I went. So basically, that, that, that's what they're doing. It's going to be 24 hours of adult curated programming and stuff, and I think that's pretty fun. Now, just because it's 18 plus, you don't have to assume that it's all adult stuff. I think what would be cool is like maybe it's like some standard panels on cosplay or prop making or this or that. An 18 plus version where it's just the adults talking about it, you know, you know, have like a different perspective or view on that. Now, as y'all know, I, I, I love me some cosplay uh, formal, so I will go. For me, a lot of times, if a convention has one, I am really more inclined to go because I like wearing a good suit. Now, if conventions have more 18 plus stuff, I would definitely go. You don't have to have like 50% 18 plus events, just maybe 15%. Something like after 9 o'clock, something for us, because there are panels we, us adults, like to go to, and you have to admit, some of the young children in the fandom are annoying little shits, and we don't want to hear that. So Not some for nothing, some of the adults in the fandom are annoying little shits, too. Oh, I'm They're not annoying saying... big shits. Well, yeah. And... <laughs> 
And if they get in a discussion with annoying little shits, all hell may just break loose. So I, I'm I'm congratulating Fonda May on this, and I think this is a great idea. I I think I know a couple of people that are going, so I definitely would like to know how this worked out for them. Yeah, I definitely think there needs to be more variety for 18 plus mm -hmm. because a lot of the 18 plus stuff right now is centered towards boobs. True. I mean, 18 plus, you've got your hentai, you've got your more adults, you know, AMVs, mm -hmm. you've got burlesque. I want to have 18 plus stuff that isn't necessarily you know, trying to be humor wise, 18 plus, that's just a lot of swearing right. and cursing mm -hmm. and something that isn't ne necessarily sexually 18 plus. Yeah, exactly. As Ron was saying, I wouldn't mind going to, you know, a cosplay how to with just a bunch of adults and not for nothing. I would not mind that being, you know, like 21 plus. Yeah. Not 18 plus because not for nothing i'm getting too old to be hanging out with 18 year olds I, there's yeah. a huge difference between you know cosplay that i'm you know familiar with and cosplay that they're familiar with and by the that i mean the attitude towards it i i, I totally get that and as I, I want to be able to go into some place and talk about anime mm -hmm. and not just have a bunch of, you know, granted the adults are going to do it too, but not just have a bunch of teeny boppers talking about their favorite, you know, yaoi pairing mm -hmm. in an anime that has no yaoi pairings. But granted, the adults are going to do that too, but with less <laughs> squealing. And you know, y'all know me. I love I love going to my raves and dancing all night and burning all those calories. But maybe eighteen plus, where it's not like a rave, it's more of a nightclub type scene. You know, you have on some deep, nice clothes. You know, you come have a drink, have a good time. I mean, Anime Boston did that a few years back for in a two hour block, which I thought was a great idea, and they called it Moonshine. You know, I would and mind. see, I wouldn't mind something like that yeah. specifically towards. The older crowd and playing the older music. Yeah. And, I want mm -hmm. them to start playing the shit that I used to go to the raves for mm -hmm. and dance to. Yeah. Not the shit that's out now, because most of it is shit. I mean, not for now. That's one of the reasons I love the Zenkai Con rave, because the uh, DJ Awesomeus Prime, he, his style of music is basically what we enjoyed going to conventions for as part of the late night dance parties in the first place, you know? Mm -hmm. I say for us, it's definitely a rave called the late night dance party, because that's what it is, you know? That would be cool. Now, we're getting some great feedback in our chat room here over at uh, Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Bob Coffee agrees. He goes, good content for us old people would be nice. Ranger Serena says, cosplay how-to with grown-ass mofos and not worry about giggling barely legals, you know? I'm, I'm all for that, you know? All right. Now that we got some good news out of the way here, um, Mako-chan, tell us about, about some new anime seasons that are coming up. Yeah, so um, Japan has started to announce, you know, seasons uh, for 
already established anime. Um, a couple of them that I just want to touch on. Uh, the Promised Neverland, which is going to have season one on um, Tsunami uh, very oh. shortly. That has received the green light for season two sometime in 2020. Um, they don't know right now exactly when uh, in 2020, but that is what they are shooting for. Cells at Work was actually just greenlit for mm. a second season. That as well um, does not have a release date. But one that does have a release date is High Score Girl. Oh, that was a great one. Uh, this was actually a really fun little series. Uh, and season two for this is actually going to be starting in October of this year. So um, for those of you that might not have seen high score girl uh basically kids um that are awkward at school and kick ass at games because you know just that awkwardness and budding relationships that start from basically the main female characters kicking the guy's ass i know which, dark soccer not for nothing for i love one. that it's like it's like Evo's subject to Rule Thirty Four, not Rule Sixty Three. Sorry. I know Dark Soccer is probably all hype for that one. And the Promise Neverland. I watched the first episode. Yo, first episode had me had me shook. Yeah, I have not watched it yet. I, that's one of the shows that I really need to sit down and watch. So yeah. Um, but I've heard really, really great things about it, mm -hmm. and I'm kind of excited. Definitely. Uh, let's see. Let's see what else is next up on the list here. Um, well, if you're like kind of like me or a few of us, we were die die fans of Sailor Moon drops, and mm -hmm. I'm one of those where I, yes, I have all these other games, but I have like my main game, and I need to replace it. So I replaced that with um, Bang Dream, which is just like playing poppin' music. Now, we have another uh, mobile game coming out, and I'm like, well, I just started on Bang Dream. So we have Review Starlight Mobile Game. And the best way I can describe this anime, it's Utena meets Love Live. That's the best best way i could describe it so yeah yeah i mean not the creepy themes from yeah. utna but yeah the battle for number one basically yeah mm -hmm. well you can go into your local app store and you could reserve your download which i already did and and depending on how many people who pre-reserve it or pre-reg for it You'll get some cool bo some bonuses with it, and it's a it's not just a dance rhythm esque game. It's an RPG. That's what really caught my attention. I'm like, go on. Uh, and yeah, I think Bob Coffee has the best description: a uh, stage idol fight club. Yes, <laughs> yes. What's the first rule of stage idol fight club? You do not talk about stage idol fight club. There you go. 
So end of end of the game, stage girls compete through their performances in order to become the top star. The game features an all new storyline. In addition to the nine characters from the anime and the musicals, there are 15 new characters that's going to appear in the game. This game was not developed by Bushiroad, which explains why it's, it's more of an RPG. Another company, the developers called A-Team. They are the ones that, that actually put the game together. It's a joint French joint uh, venture between them, Bushiroad, and TBS. So that's going to be kind of fun. The game itself uh, already came out in Japan back in October, so there's a few people who have to leg up on this. And to be perfectly honest, when Sailor Moon Drops came out, like maybe almost a year before it hits the States, I was one of those who was downloading the Japanese version and playing the hell out of it. And getting us all in the Japanese version of it. Yep. So, here's some basic information about the anime. Um, for future reference, Sentai Filmworks has licensed it, so if you're looking to watch it, you can definitely find it on Crunchyroll. After receiving a mysterious invitation to audition for a coveted spot with Starlight, a, pop a popular musical review troupe, Starstruck contestants begin honing their talents and competing against each other for a chance of a lifetime. One of those uh, hopefuls are childhood friends, Karen and Hikari, who promised each other that they would take to the stage together, which each contended working tirelessly hard to win. It's the girls' passionate dedication to their lifelong dream that will truly transform their performances as the curtains rise. Awesome. And here's some more information. Uh, Bushiro did announce the franchise back in 2017 with the stage musical and the anime. Uh, me and Mark, we actually started watching the first four episodes of it, and it was really good. Yeah. The musical Shoujo Kage Review Starlight, The Live, built as a 2.5 dimensional musical and live concert. It ran in Tokyo from in, um, September of 2017. Later, like next following year, I believe last year, uh, the twelve episode anime series came out. Uh, Sentai Filmworks streamed the series on High Dive with English subtitles with an English dub, and I believe again it's it should also be on Crunchyroll as well. If not, I guess I'll be adding another subscription. Uh, I'll be re-upping another subscription. The franchise is also inspiring a spin-off series called Shoujo Kanto All Starlight. Girl comedy skit all starlight. Why do I think this is like an anime equivalent of Saturday Night Live? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sora Goto and Kanata Nakamura launched the manga uh, back in um, January 30th in uh, Katakawa's Dengeki G comic magazine, and it ended in October 30th. The manga's second compiled volume shipped on October 26th. Uh, the franchise also includes Butai Shoujo Kageki Review Starlight Live, The Show Must Go On and Yonkoma Starlight Manga. I'm actually looking really forward to this RPG. That's that's what I'm kind of kind of lit for. Does sound fun, doesn't mm -hmm. it? Anson Mark says, I've already got five phone games I'm barely playing. Alright, I, 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 I'm going to grab my phone real quick. And I'm going to look through, I have a, a folder just of games. I, ha I have Bang Dream, Crash Fever, Ghostbusters, Lemmings, Mario Run, Snoopy Pop, Toreba, uh, Solitaire, Puzzle Quest, Pocket Mine 3, and a bunch of others. Some of those are just something I can just play quickly while I'm in the bathroom. And others are like, uh, this is going to be a train ride home. So. 
Okay, all right. Now that we got that out the way, uh, we have some more news that were co- that was coming down the pipe. Ari, what's up with uh, Cowboy Bebop? Uh, well, what indeed. So it turns out we have casting for the live-action adaptation. Uh, produced by Netflix and Tomorrow Studios, the series has revealed the main cast for the show. John Cho as Spike Spiegel, Mustafa Shakir as partner Jet Black, Daniela Pineda as crime, criminal and fellow bounty hunter Faye Valentine, and Alex Hassel as Vicious. Uh, approaching its 28th anniversary, the franchise revolves around a gang of space bounty hunters as they fly through the galaxy chasing criminals and saving the world after extracting themselves from various dangerous situations. After airing back in 1998 as a TV anime cowboy, Bebop went on, went on to become a hit title in Japan and overseas. Mm-hmm. In addition to several manga adaptations, an anime movie was also released in 2001. I remember seeing the movie. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my awesome. question. Will they have some kind of cover of Tank for the main theme? I hope so. Some people are saying if Yoko Kano's not connected to it, we're a riot. Which I totally understand. I think Ryan may be a little bit of an overreaction, but yeah, I would uh, be a little disinterested if uh, that wasn't the case. But I will say this. I mean, they have a brother playing Jet, and I think that's freaking awesome. Because not for nothing, if 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 you're not paying attention to Cowboy Bebop and you have it on in the background listening to the dub, you'd swear up and down Jet is a black guy. Because it is a deeper voice. Yeah, something like that. And as Bob Coffey says, Bebop without Kano isn't Bebop. So true. So true. Okay. I believe it's on you now. I think it's on me. Um, Yes, it... it, No. Oh, so I'm you, Mako. My bad. Uh, yes. Um, I'm going to completely butcher it happens. how to say this name, um, probably. Uh, but um, for those that are not in the know, a famous Vocaloid producer and Hitori band vocalist um, passed away at the age of 31. Uh... Yeah. Um, Wawaka? Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so Wawaka started out as a Vocaloid producer and is the noted producer for famed songs Ura Omote Lovers, uh, Zuriteku, Rolling Girl, World's End Dance Hall, and Unhappy Refrain. Um, has also done and uh, wrote and composed and I'm home for Madoka Magica, mm-hmm. uh, which was the ending song for the anime's ninth episode, uh, founded the ballroom record label for Vocaloid and then joined Hitori and debuted in the band in 2011 the band released four singles, four studio albums, and three mini albums. Uh, they also performed the opening theme song for uh, Divine Gate 
and the seventh ending theme song for Boruto. Um, and then he came back after doing all of that mm. and started producing Vocaloid again. So um, he's also done the Vocaloid title Unknown Mother Goose. Uh, so 31 years old. That's... Yeah, that's young. Yeah. And heart failure at that, so... Stay healthy, y'all. At this point, it doesn't really matter if you're healthy or not, because healthy people are croaking, too. Yeah, that just means you have better opportunities at jobs and apartments. Ouch. There's no rhyme or reason about shit like this half the time. Yeah. And to reference back to our Cowboy Bebop story, uh, Anson Mark says Jet is voiced by a brother, so that makes a lot of sense. I actually, I legitimately forgot, so my bad. Now, meanwhile in Florida... Oh, boy. (laughs) I can just sum up this article with get in the fucking bath, Shinji. (laughs) But apparently you can now take a bath in the... an official Evangelion LCL. It's a... Yeah, the Evangelion story... You know, it's now taking pre-orders for LCL bath salt. Bath salt. <laughs> Is are red flags going up for anyone else? <laughs> because that shit's just poor man's meth if handled incorrectly. Or it's like you get into into this into this bath and the water engulfs you, and you swallow and choke. And you realize you're piloting a damn Ava. <laughs> you're smoking up bath salts you might be able to understand the ending of Ava and so anyway honestly Mark says Ava bath salts instead of eating someone's face you turn into Tang <laughs> the red orange fluid is used to flood Ava cockpits in order to get in sync with the giant mechas it's also known to smell like blood <laughs> there's another red flag <laughs> Like, what is your best bathtub has an orange-looking stain on it? <laughs> no one's going to think that's not blood. <clears throat> the bath salt version is skipping the metallic scent of blood and instead replacing it with peach. Oh, there you go. Mm. A 12-pack retails for 4,500 yen, 4,500 and change, and will ship in mid-June. Now that's about $41 US. It's not bad. A slightly that less... many? Yeah, no, that's that's a decent price for that many. Mm-hmm. A slightly less unsettling alternative is, is also up for pre-order. The floral green Nerve bath salt gives the water a milky green color. The packaging shows Nerve HQ with crashing waves from the lake at its border. And a tall pack of that will ship for mid-June, I guess, for about the same amount of money. I, you know what? This... I kind of want to have a sign at my desk that says Nerve Tech Support. You can just, you know, stick up the Nerve logo like on wherever your workstation is and see how people react. <laughs> oh, there are some anime fans at work, so, you know. And it also doesn't help that my manager kind of reminds me uh Yoshikage Kira when he walks by. It's his, ha- it's his hairstyle. Though you do have the glasses to pull off an appropriate Gendo pose. Oh, way ahead of you. <laughs> no, but the thing is, I 
I, I I used to joke with people, you know, when they would come to me for help and there's no ticket, I would just turn to my chair and just do I do just do my Marlon Brando out of The Godfather, you know. <laughs> yeah, it works. So, uh, what's next? Uh, Love Live. The website got hacked. Oh, boy. Yeah. The official Twitter account for the franchise reported on Friday that the official website was taken over by a third-party, uh, third-party people, probably a bunch of hackers. The current website at the domain now contains a message that alleges that the outside party did not have to hack via programming, or pretty much you have to hack the, the site, the game, to gain control of the website. That's basically what they're saying. They just said that they just applied for a transfer ownership of the domain. This is why when you run your own website, you make sure that when it's going to expire, you renew ASAP or set it to auto-renew. Don't make mistakes I've done. I mean, granted, I've had web domains expire, but I've been able to get them back ASAP. Because some web domains, if they expire, somebody else will get a hold of it, and they'll hold it ransom. Hell, one of the web domains I run is actually worth about $1,200, and I'm like, I have no intentions of selling it anytime soon. But, but anywho, uh, the media team over at the Love Live Twitter account said that the staff is investigating what caused this and how they're going to fix it as soon as possible. On a side note, the Love Life Sunshine School Idol movie Over the Rainbow, the latest installment in the franchise, earned almost 99 million yen, which is a, about 911, a little bit over $911,000. And this is within its first three days at the box office. That's not bad. The film ranked at number seven for earnings from January 4 to 6. The film has earned more than 1 billion yen, which is about 9 million at the box office as of February 22nd. Meanwhile, here we are in the U.S. just waiting for either a quote-unquote rip or local theaters to stream it, to air it while we pay 30 bucks to get in and watch it, which I probably would have no problems paying that type of money. <laughs> Japanese self-defense force mascots. Uh, Ari, that's on you. That's me. Yep. Let's see. Various local branches of the Japanese military have tried different tactics to increase recruitment, including appealing to anime fans with female mascots. Ibaraki Prefecture, home of Oarai City and the Girls Unpanzer, debuted Moe mascots in 2015 for all three branches of the armed forces. Hmm. The Japan, the JSDF, Okayama Provincial Cooperation Office, introduced female mascots in 2013 and saw a 20% application spike the following year. Uh, both of these mascots campaigns focus on female characters, but Ibaraki is changing it up. The office's new recruitment posters feature male characters, although they're still Moe. Hmm. Twitter user x09 underscore custom doll. That doesn't sound shady. <laughs> Shared a picture of the poster on April 2nd. It's been since been retweeted over 22,000 times and liked over 45,000. The post notes say that the pretty girl characters are switch off for Shota characters. Oh, boy. 
Uh, the official website once revealed the office revealed the new posters on April 1st, which probably had screwed with some people, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And the new arc was drawn by Erlikon, the same ours behind last year's posters. Another Twitter user commented on the custom on custom dolls post showing an anime style poster with artwork reminiscent of a uh, Hiromu Arakawa, the Full Metal Alchemist creator. The user wrote that the poster was hanging at the Central Air Command Squadron Iruma Air Base in Sayama, Saitama, on March 10th. And I will share the uh, link for everyone in the chat to look at. Okay. And Ranger Serena is asking, do the mascots battle each other? Well, they're supposed to be on the same side, so I'm guessing their their, uh, confrontations would be friendly at best, I guess. You know, it's just... Just a scrimmage. Just, you know, like all the various branches of armed forces argue with one another. See, this kind of reminds me of that image I was floating around a couple of years back when Pokemon Go started. It was, I think it was the advertisement for the U.S. Navy. They they collect Pokemon around the world. It's not quite as silly as putting recruitment booths outside of theaters that were hosting Top Gun back in the 80s. Hey, whatever worked, you know. Still not, these, these mascots, they're still not as cool as Gritty. Sorry. I mean, not for nothing, nobody is cool as Gritty, because Gritty gives no fucks. <laughs> and I think it's best to keep it at that. <laughs> oh, when we were watching WrestleMania, my, I stumbled across a tweet where he, like, post, published an open letter to Flyers fans where he said, he pretty much said, yeah, I'm still going to be enthusiastic about hockey, and I want you guys to be enthusiastic about the Flyers too, or else. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're not going to fuck with them. <laughs> Speaking of being fucked with, um, Mako, <laughs> I am so sorry. I know this is your fandom. I am sorry. Who, me? Yeah, you. Yeah, well. So, those that were able to attend CinemaCon were able to get a a sneak peek at two new trailers that are, or I should say two teaser trailers for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And the thing is, um, basically everybody is really excited about Jim Carrey's Robotnik. That will probably be the saving grace of this movie. Um, A lot of people have said that. Um, Basically, it's... It looks like it's going back to the energetic 90s, early 2000s Jim Carrey comedy for this version of Robotnik. Um, So everybody's kind of excited about that. The actual Sonic, not so much. (sighs) Um, Basically, it goes from, you know, this is kind of cute to, you know, the actual art for Sonic is just not. Um, So we have, let's see... Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog looks kind of silly and definitely more oriented for a younger audience. Mm-hmm. At least Jim Carrey seems to be having an amazing time as Dr. Robotnik. 
He uh, probably knows the movie's shit and just decided to ham it up for the fuck of it. That would be its saving grace. Um, it's absurd we live in a world where there's a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and it's more absurd that now, after seeing a clip, I want to see it. I just don't know anymore. <laughs> uh, we just saw Sonic the Hedgehog footage. Sonic is basically like four feet tall and naked, which looks way que- way less creepy than it sounds. Uh, the movie has a Michael Bay Transformer look and feel to it. Um. Um. <laughs> uh, based on footage they just showed, Sonic the Hedgehog is going to be the cats of video game u- movies. What kind of world is this where I had any reason to type these words? <laughs> uh, Sonic looks extremely off-putting. No way around that, but the movie itself looks kind of fun. And I guess this is one of the little clips from the teaser and goes, look at this. I logged 9 million steps today. I hope to God that they okay, slap that's a little a, funny. I hope they slap a Fitbit on Sonic. Please, please slap a Fitbit on that band. So it looks like one of the clips introduces Sonic and then the other one introduces Robotnik. Um, definitely old school Jim Carrey here. He is deliriously nuts in the movie. It looks cute. Huge Sonic fan growing up, so I'm down. Uh, Got a look at the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer focusing on Sonic teaming up with James Marston to fight Dr. Robotnik and then got a Jim Carrey-centered version of the trailer where he seems to be back in comedic form. He may well be the best-selling point of this one. If Jim Carrey doesn't scream out, I hate that hedgehog as loud and overreactive as he possibly can then i'm just out now i understand a lot of the fans that are bitching about this but it's mostly the older generation of fans and i've said it once and i'll say it again this movie was not meant for us it never no, was the thing is people are not bitching about the movie they're bitching about the art that's why i'm that's what i'm talking about and the thing is it's because they made him furry well, I mean, well, it is from the same people that did the work for Detective Pikachu, so I'm not surprised. But again, yes, but at the same time, hedgehogs are not furry. True. Those are quills on them yeah. on their back. So if yeah. they were going to try and make it look more realistic, they should have tried to make it more realistic in the fact that hedgehogs have quills, not fur. Well, like I said, well, the thing is. This is going to be its own movie universe. Yeah, but still, it's, you know, and, and I totally get that. If he doesn't have quills, he's not a hedgehog. I know. That's, but doesn't that's, matter what it, continuity you look at. May, well, maybe, maybe, who knows, maybe somewhere in the movie, the fur becomes more of the quills and so forth, you know? We'll see. I, I think, just think they did a really horrible yeah. job animating it. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's what I was getting to. I mean, it's the same thing to did Detective Pikachu, and they were probably thinking, well, it works this way. Let's apply it to this, and not so much, you know. If they gave Sonic more of the style of the '90s Sonic from the Sega games and that artwork, that would have been pretty cool. That with the modern sneakers would be hype. Honestly, like I guess we were just expecting a. Uh... 
a CGI Sonic the Hedgehog model from whatever last 3D Sonic game there was. Mm. Oh, that, that, that Sonic in the Wild Wild West, whatever that was, Sonic Boom. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing like... is that there are artists out there that have made Sonic look mm-hmm. more realistic, but kept his, you know, proportions. Yep. But have done what these animators tried to do and failed. Mm-hmm. See, normally in a situation like this, it's like the movie comes out, whatever franchise it is, cosplayers will sit there and bitch at the franchise, bitch at the designs, bitch at this and bitch at that. And then they go, I can do it better. And then you see cosplayers doing a better, a quote unquote better version of whatever character it is <laughs> in the movie. And you know what? We will give those cosplayers that. We'll give them that. Then, when the movie comes out, and you see the final design of the character, it will blow that cosplay out of the water. That you have sometimes. To, well, most of the time. Sometimes. Uh, I prefer most. Sometimes. Because uh, you got to understand, there are design changes and design differences. It's more for the aspect of how it's going to work in the movie as opposed to how it's going to look in the comic and real life, this or that. So. I just I not for nothing. I just I just lost it with um what was that character? Um from the X Men film that everyone was like totally attacking. The villain from the like from the not from it might have been the the last X Men film, but the one before that. I don't remember the for some reason I want to say Galactus, but I know that's that can't be it. But whatever. That's from the Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, that's what I thought. You know, it was somebody else. Um, everybody was talking about yeah, apocalypse. That's who it was. Apocalypse. Everybody shat on apocalypse how it looked, and everyone's and you had cosplayers saying, "I could do a much better job than Fox. I could do a much better job than Fox." And they were running with that. And then when the movie came out with apocalypse's final design, that shut the entire fandom up. Mm-hmm. I remember getting into a similar discussion with someone over Shazam. I'm just trying to explain to them. It's different. They have to do the suit a specific way and style for the aspect of the movie. just be, Not for your own personal benefit. Yeah, yeah I'm still going to go and see it because yeah. I do enjoy Sonic. But that doesn't mean I have to actually like the art style. It because looks like, yeah. I'm not going to. If they keep the art style that's out there right now, I'm I'm gonna force myself to watch the movie. I, I, you know, and I hope we hear some awesome remixes of the ga- of the game music. Like it looks like it, it takes place in San Francisco. I want to kind of see Sonic just kind of rolling down a hill, and you just hear like a remix of Green Hill Zone playing in the background. That would be cool. Yeah, if it's a big city and a big hill like that. It's gonna be City Escape. No, no. Even if it is, it's not as recognizable as Green Hill Zone. Maybe. It, it depends on... You gotta ask people, like, like what game do they remember, like, the most, like, playing the most? Yeah, but I, I will say this. Out of all the Sonic games that we've all played, young and old, I think the majority of us will recognize Green Hill Zone over anything else. 
probably. Yeah. Uh, now, speaking of recognizable and music, it's time for that one segment of the show where Mako Cha takes a chance to, chance to crack everybody's skulls on the show live. Meanwhile, in Japan. And we have four stories for you tonight because they were that damn good. Yeah, I couldn't decide. Um, I know one of them really isn't, you know, the out there funny that I try to find, but it's Weird Al. So true, so true. So I guess you're taking that one. Who, me? I was talking to Mako. I don't care. I'm taking the first one. I think I'll take the last one, I guess. I think Mako Josh should take the third one. Uh, sure. Well, so I'm, I'm taking two and three then. Are yeah. you cool, are you cool with that? Whatever. All Let's right. just get going. Okay. Let's see. What do we have? here? A Japanese high school teacher is in trouble after giving a male student a buzz cut. Let's just say that the students and the parents have petitioned for his resignation. It seems that some time ago, teachers from a Japanese school made media headlines when they went to the extreme cutting of 44 students' hair for not meeting the dress code. And it appears a similar incident had happened again this time in Kudamats Technical High School in Yamagachi Prefecture. In late autumn of last year, a male student, a male teacher in his 40s, allegedly grabbed an electric hair clipper and gave one of his first year male students a buzz cut, causing the boy to take a leave of absence from the school shortly after. This guy must be related to Principal Kuno. Must be. Aloha, everybody! But it seems that the problem ran deeper as as the educator had often hurled verbal abuse at his homeroom class, calling them morons, idiots, and stupid, earning him a stern reprimand from the principal. When classes resumed in January after the New Year holidays, the teacher the teacher's personality had apparently changed for the better, an improvement the principal thought not too important to warrant reporting to the local board of education. But the 40 pupils of that class had not forgotten what the educator had done, which was forcibly cut some, a student's hair. And they launched a petition to the Board of Education this past February, calling for his disciplinary dismissal. Now, the principal had approached the teacher in regards to this back in December, and the teacher said he did it because his hair was too long. That's really nice. In an effort to appease them, a meeting between the school, the Board of Education, students, and parents were held a few weeks ago on March 15th, where the teacher officially apologized for his mistakes. Now, no need to put that in quotes. He, he fucked up. Hmm. At least he did. At least he owned up to that. And as a board spokesman said firmly, forcibly cutting students' hair amounts to corporal punishment. Assault, at least, 
aggravated assault, he ends up drawing blood because he doesn't know how to do it. Mm. Now, the educator's role has been shifted from homeroom teacher to assistant teacher away from tasks that involve student-teacher interactions. The current situation is still under investigation and we will consider the feelings of the parents and the students with regards to the teacher's future, future as said by the principal. The principal also apologized for this as well because he had a hand in it. He says, I deeply regret that it has come to this. I failed to report to the Board of Education because I thought the issue was solved with the teacher correcting his behavior, but I should have done more so. While this is a case that's certainly not as bad as a teacher who punched a pupil in the face, something we discussed a few weeks ago, or last year, it is still an unacceptable behavior, a fact that the educators seem to have realized. And with more and more students fighting to protect their hair at school, it is hopeful that the incident has taught the teachers a lesson. It's almost as bad as some teachers that actually will hit you at rulers and stuff in, in school, you know? It's crazy. And as Act Def says, he fucked up. Granted, sometimes I want to smack my students so freaking hard to knock some sense into them. For the record, my old roommate is a math teacher, so I've heard it all. And I've heard stories. So I understand completely. My sister and brother in law are also teachers, so again. I understand completely. Mm -hmm. This is why I could not be a teacher. I would probably be sitting here with the flask all day, every day. <laughs> and I would pull some anime shit where I would flip up the chalk in my hand and flick it and just crack it in somebody, right, crack it right between somebody's eyes. I would try I'd, to do something like that. I'm not sure if it was an actual episode or not, but it was just a like image floating around from a Family Feud, where the question is. Steve goes, name something in the kindergarten classroom that begins with F. And Flash was one of the answers he gave. And she's just looking at him like, oh, 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 I shared that. That was a Jeopardy. It was like Final Jeopardy, something like that. What is a Flask? And it had Alex Trebek with a crazy, with a surprise expression. All right. Moving right along. I guess it's my turn. Yup. I can't play with Damien anymore. Okie dokie. Don't worry. He'll, he'll, he'll own you back again soon enough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, as I was saying before, Weird Al was in Japan. And basically traveled all over. And took a lot of pictures. Ooh. Hmm. Um, so... so he was welcomed um, to Tokyo. Uh, the hotel that he was staying in, uh, the Peninsula Hotel, basically created a chocolate masterpiece for him. Wow. Um, it was basically an old radio that has a chocolate version of him playing, I'm pretty damn sure that's a cello yeah yep and then has fruits and stuff so he tweeted aside from my wife this is the most amazing thing i've ever found waiting for me in a hotel room mm -hmm. and they're calling it an 
edible arrangement. Ayo! <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so basically, um, he did the touristy thing while he was in Japan, and he weird owled it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there are pictures of him in places like uh, Harajuku, where he basically posts that he's blending in, and it's a picture of a huge crowd, and he's in the middle of it, and just with his arms open, and smiling his stupid laughing grin like he normally does mm -hmm. um, just in the middle where, of this crowd he's on some where's Waldo shit <laughs> <laughs> um, so he also posted some videos of him trying to read Japanese signs um, went to some of the food festivals and various things so he ends up getting a um, can't get enough of these deep fried drill bits and basically it's just a potato. It looks like he's, he's going to pierce the heavens with that potato. Mm. Uh, was on to one of the country's most beautiful and congested tourist destinations in Kyoto where he took a picture or somebody took a picture of him and said so nice to be back in beautiful Des Moines. <laughs> and then of course uh, he's taking a picture in a fan store and <laughs> tweets, I'm always more than happy to pose for pictures with fans. Oh, where's, that, where's my goddammit bar image? Um, ended up taking over for his rickshaw driver. So his driver is actually sitting in the back and he's pulling him along. Uh, he did go to visit the deer, so there are a couple of pictures of him with the uh, deer. <laughs> oh dear. Um, went to uh, Fushimi Inari Shrine and decided to call it uh, Jurashiku Park. <laughs> so oh. is standing out in front of the shrine um in the pose that he was in for the cover of his alapalooza album which has jurassic park on it and there's a link to him singing the song in japanese yes i have That's to listen incredible. to that off air um so yeah so basically he he did the foodie tour um he stopped by the Kyoto temple that does gold leaf ice cream and his tweet was my doctor put me on a very restrictive diet I'm not allowed to eat anything unless it's covered in gold uh, so good thing I found this soft serve ice cream place and they wow. basically yeah they basically cover an entire soft serve ice cream in edible gold leaf um, so yeah so not for nothing. I, I love watching celebrities do the touristy thing in other countries. Um, so I just, uh, if you do want to see his pictures, I will post that in the chat. If it's not already done. So you can go through, look at his pictures um, for anybody that's watching this later. I uh, just read the chat and yep. the link is in there now forever and always. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I have a um, weird place in my heart for Weird Al. We all and uh, then we go on to other literal shit. 
Uh, so UNKO is the most beautiful song about Pooh ever written. And I don't know what it is about Japan and their love of poop. Uh, but for some reason, they have a love of poop. So a collaboration between popular Japanese electronic artists lead to a touching tribute to the substance that unites us all. <laughs> um, so it's a glowing tribute song about who called UNKO um, Unko being the Japanese word for poop. The, uh, the song was sponsored by the currently running Unko Museum in Yokohama which, rather than a dry scientific look at fecal matter, embraces the pure beauty of crap through interactive art exhibits. So, yeah, um, songwriting was handled by Frasco's uh, Takano Shia, or Shinya, and bandmates uh, Mainlalu and Kentaro Nagata. Hmm did the vocals and mixing respectively uh, meanwhile the track was put together by Kenmo Hifumi or Hidfume of Wednesday Campanella fame uh, personally the lyrics to the song uh, left the writer impacted so it's U universe N nature K kinetic O outbreak piff 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 plop <laughs> Seriously, they actually make the noise of poop hitting the toilet. Beautifully like poo, gently like poo, warmly like poo, violently like poo. Did I have Taco Bell in Japan? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then it goes every day, good luck, good luck, good luck. Always good luck. It, yeah, yeah. It, this is, yeah. Destiny, Movement, Wisdom, Disparity, Run, Executive Council. <laughs> hell? Yeah, this lyrics movie, are full of shit. Yeah, this color, <laughs> yeah, this world is beautiful. This Adorably song... like poo, nobly like, like poo, heartily like poo, fleetingly like poo. This song is in the dumps. <laughs> well... There is another song that I think that's a lot better than that song there. Is it Great and Mighty? Possibly. Oh, yes, this song. Yes. It works. Yeah, I'm sorry, but if I'm going to go with a poo song, I'm going to go with the Great and Mighty. <laughs> I'm going to throw my shit at you. I can't even. I can't even yell mouth the lyrics of that without fucking. <laughs> I mean, this is. I don't think. You can have so many songs about dumps, but nothing will beat a singing pile of shit outside of Jabba the Hutt. 
And as Onsen Mark says, end before Mr. Hanky. And Dark Tetsuya saying, Rare's about to shut this podcast down. <laughs> there is no more Rare, I don't think. I, I do have to say, I really wish there was a sequel to that game, because not for nothing, Epic Game is epic. Yeah. You do have it for Xbox, right? Yes, I do. Mm. I like and the. I have my original cart somewhere sitting around. I I, I like the fact that uh, Conquer is available for Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. The poo transcends, y'all. It transcends. Oh boy. I still find it amusing that this game originally came out. For Nintendo. Oh, the Nintendo 64. Yeah. Well, Ari, if you thought that was a shitty article, pun intended, wait till you see the next one. Virtual YouTuber Anime Girl, oh god, <laughs> offers breast milk feeding session as part of crowdfunding <laughs> campaign. If you look carefully at Ari's skull, you can see that last vein just throb and pop. Throb and pop. <laughs> Note Mama is ready to give liquid nourishment in exchange for a huge wad of cash. Now, let's see. Japanese virtual YouTuber Note Takahana is a sort of anime aesthetic that's become the norm for such performers. Their eye-catching hair color, blushing cheeks, and buxom proportions for the all power for the otaku-oriented course. Likewise, the organization, the organizers of our crowdfunding campaign, largely went the orthodox route as far as reward tiers go. A 3,000 yen contribution gives you a letter of thanks, notebook decorated with notes likenesses. Open your wallet a bit wider, and you receive character keychains, tickets to fans' events, climbing reward ladder, all the way to 50,000 yen. Earns you an alarm clock with a personalized wake-up message from Note, who calls you by name as she beckons you out of slumber. Mm. The campaign's target is an ambitious 3 million yen, about 27 grand, to be used to create a full 3D CG model of the character with a greater range of animation and expression than her current render, which has been used for TV and event appearances. The organizers knew they would have to offer something extra special, and at the very top of the award list is a bundle that includes a session where Note feeds you a bottle of breast milk. <laughs> Since Note is called Note Mama by fans, it doesn't actually have a physical form. The unusual beverage service takes place through VR, with the fan being given a virtual breast milk bottle. I don't know if this makes it better or not. <laughs> the campaign's organizer being coy by by regarding ex exact details, but essentially the back row will be given a bottle of milk to suck on while watching a video in which Note Mama provides the liquid nourishment. The specific mention of a bottle implies the event with the VR environment. The visuals won't go as far as that. Won't go so far as to have the participant sucking directly on our breasts. At the same time, it certainly seems like the activity is being set up in such a way as to allow the fans to imagine exactly that. So how much are the organizers asking for this groundbreaking VR innovation? A million yen. About nine grand US. Hmm. 
Oh, and that's exclusively and explicitly for the Breast Milk VR session. No other I reward items or services are included. And there's only one backer to it, which is one more that I am comfortable talking about. <laughs> yeah, but not for nothing. This is Japan. But remember, they did make their goals. Yeah, it's meant it's gold. It's still going on, but all the other tiers are available. But uh, please, nobody tell Kizuna I about this, please. Uh, Mako. Mm hmm. I think you broke Onsen Mark. What did you do? <laughs> I think I broke a lot of people with that one. Look, uh. <laughs> Dead desks. Yeah, that sounds about right. Hey, hi, Psy Guy, who just joined in. He goes, I feel like I came in at a really weird moment. Oh, no, no, we're just talking about uh, strange news from Japan, which is, meanwhile, in Japan. <laughs> Can't blame me. This is the news. <laughs> hey, Kizu and I, what do you what do you have to say about this? I did not hear anything. God, God fucking damn it. Let me just. Here, imagine she's, yep, she's screaming at you in this video. Oh, good lord. I think she was playing Resident Evil 7 when she started screaming fuck you at the TV. <laughs> you know what? I, I think we're done. Yeah, well, I'm done, all right. <laughs> Good lord, I'm done. <laughs> oh man, this was this was a good one. This was a good one. So, if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We are independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it and sometimes to fuck with your heads. But we're all having fun, aren't we? So if you have any questions about the show, suggestions, and so forth, you can drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post links to our weekly podcast cosplay tips and tricks, cosplay interviews, anime reviews, convention reviews, and other cool stuff. We have a review of Sailor Moon the Super Live going up later this week. Definitely check that out. And don't forget, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Player FM, and other sites where you find your podcasts. CastBox, Podcast Addicts, whatever works. Just search Anime Jam Session and come up, subscribe, and listen. We appreciate that. And if you can, leave us a review. We want to know what you think of the show, how we can make the show better. You know, every little bit counts. Let's see, what else do we have here? Oh, right. Don't forget to follow us on our social media pages. Uh, you can find us YouTube.com, Twitter.com, and Facebook.com through Anime Jam Session. And I just have to say to everybody who follows us on those social media pages thank you so much we could not do this show without you we really could so we're gonna go around the room 
Last words, Mako-chan. I have so much crap to do to get ready for this weekend, Ooh. and I don't feel like doing any of it. Last words, Ari. I was looking at the NBA standings because I needed something to ground myself to this reality. Ooh. The the Knicks are the only team in their division that did not qualify for the postseason. My last words. My tablet and my desktop are asking to be updated to the latest uh, version of Windows, so I'll probably be doing that later while drinking some seltzer water. Whatever. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back here next week with a brand new episode of Anime Jam Session, episode 402. And we'll have some cool stuff to talk about. So, that's it. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I am Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Alright. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. That was easy, simple enough. So, that's it. (laughs) We out of here. Goodnight, y'all. podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!